Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Celebrate the holidays at Hale Varsity Club with an exciting lineup of holiday-themed events like Ugly Christmas Sweater Karaoke and Holiday Music Bingo, plus happy hour all day on New Year's Eve during college football bowl games. Hale Varsity Club has something for everybody. Stop in this month to try our new menu items like the Nashville Hot Honey Chicken, Crispy Breaded Wings, and the Benning Burger. It's a spicy burger named after Damon Benning. Visit HaleVarsityClub.com for the full event calendar and make a reservation now. You lead a busy life. The last thing you have time for is shopping, prepping, and cooking a healthy homemade meal. With Chef, enjoy authentic meals freshly prepared by the best local cooks in your community and delivered to your door. No prepping, no cooking, no subscription necessary. It's one less thing to worry about after a long day without sacrificing the quality of a homemade meal. Schedule your meals with a local cook at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. Welcome to Hot Off The Mess, a podcast from The Dip. I'm your host, Samantha Bush, aka Bravo Historian on Instagram. And this week, I have some breaking news to share. We're talking about my favorite rebooted celebrity couple, A-Rod's Revenge. Like, I think you know who I'm talking about by now. And then we're going to get into the Bravo sphere. There's a lot going on. So guys, we have to talk about that documentary. Let's get started. This is breaking news, okay? Every single morning I read Twitter like it is the fucking newspaper. It is where I get all of my news from, which I don't know what that says about me. And I'm just scrolling along today, scrolling, 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 and I see this piece of information that I I have to talk about it. It's so absurd, but also so iconic. Kim Cattrall of Sex and City, who played Samantha, Samantha Jones, she is going to space. According to, and I'm probably going to butcher this Twitter account's like handle, but the name is Star Trekier, I think. They broke the news that Kim Cattrall is going to be flying aboard the Artemis, which is going to basically fly around the moon sometime later this year. And I was like, there's no fucking way this is true. And then she responds and there's a photo of her in a full on like astronaut suit I cannot stop thinking about it. Just the fact that this woman is going to go to space to avoid doing the Sex and the City reboot. Like she hates Sarah Jessica Parker so much that she is like, fuck you guys. I'm going to the fucking moon. I need more information. Like I will be posting updates on my Instagram as they roll in because I can't get enough of this. It's just so on brand for Kim Cattrall. And if you have never watched 
the Kim Cattrall scatting YouTube video, please watch it. It's her in her living room with her husband and she's jazz scatting. It's it's a lovely piece of uh, art and I just think it needs to be viewed by the masses and I I highly recommend all of you guys to watch it. So yeah, I just love it so much. And I, like I said, I'm going to be posting updates every single day about this. I have now set my alerts on Twitter for Kim Cattrall. I did not follow her before. Now I'm suddenly getting alerts like she's tweeting back at NASA. NASA's using like the hand nail painting emoji, like getting really sassy on there with Kim. It's like, it's a whole moment over there and I, I can't get enough. So I know I just went in great detail about Kim Cattrall going to space. Um, And I just have to come on here to correct the record. And also, let me make this very clear. This part that I'm recording right now, I've had to record after the fact. Like the whole episode was like edited and put together. And then um, uh, we discovered that this indeed is not true. Kim Cattrall is not going to space. Um, It was like a play on words, I guess, because she was in the movie Mannequin. And NASA had tweeted a picture of what looks to be, now that I'm really taking a good look, a mannequin and tweeted about it. And then this like Star Trek account that I thought was like legit, I don't know why I thought that, tweeted like, oh, Kim Cattrall is going to fly aboard. And it's like, Sam. They're saying that because she was in the movie Mannequin and not because she's legit going to space. So I'm sorry to let everyone down. I was really excited, but looking back on it now, I know it was a mere 24 hours ago. Why the fuck did I think Kim Cattrall was going to space? Why did I think she was going to the moon? Like, wouldn't it be like all over the news? Wouldn't it be like celebrity going to the moon? Like, I'm a fucking idiot. Because I was convinced. I was like, oh, yeah, she's in a space suit. NASA's tweeting at her. (laughs) Why did I think that this was a real thing? So I just have to correct the record that NASA did reply to Kim Cattrall again and say, that would be fun. Wish we could bring you and everybody else along for the ride. I'm horrified because I went on a rant about Kim Cattrall going to space, going to the moon, avoiding Sarah Jessica Parker. What a, just, what a fucking loser am I? So I had to come on here and just correct that, that she is indeed not, not going to space. But I mean, it would be kind of iconic if she did. So I'd be down if she wanted to make that trip. But yeah, I'm so embarrassed. She's not going to space, so... On to another piece of big news. So I don't know. You may know this about me. You may not. I am a huge Gilmore Girls fan. I was like the OG Gilmore Girls like watcher back. I started watching it, I believe, when I was in like third or fourth grade with my mom every single Tuesday. And it was like our show. And of course, I'm team Jess. If you're not team Jess, like what are you doing? But so Miley Ventimiglia, who is like – the hottest man alive. Like I die for him. He is going to be 
in the new season of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So that is also an Amy Sherman Palladino production, much like Gilmore Girls, which means like the writing is amazing. If you don't watch it, like again, please watch it. There's only a couple seasons, so it's really easy to catch up on. But her writing is incredible. She's so funny. It's so smart. And it's kind of, I don't want to use the word like period piece because it sounds like this is not newsies. It is just, it's so good. And then the pictures were posted online by Us Weekly last week of Milo and Rachel Brosnan. They're in their costumes and he just looks so hot. Like just to look at his like ass and those little jeans. I just, I can't, I can't. It's just, oh, he's just everything to me. Like he makes me like all giddy inside and like a little sweaty. And also I hope we get to see more leg I would love more like Jess Mariano legwork from him um, because, you know, those paparazzi photos that were posted probably a month and a half ago. I still post them on my Instagram like every single week because everyone needs to be reminded of them where he's leaving the gym and he's in those like tiny little short shorts and his thighs are just busting out like full on thigh muscle quad like in my face. Like, yes, please. So my team just heart is exploding with this information. It may not be like breaking news to everybody. But for me, like, yes, I I need this immediately. And then my friend was texting me about it. And she was like, can you imagine if Dean was in this show? And so Dean was the worst character in Gilmore Girls, like besides Rory, who didn't really get bad until season four, in my opinion. But Dean with his floppy ass hair, I am so glad Amy Sherman Palladino did not bring him back in this new season of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I'm so glad she chose Jess. That was a wise choice. She is obviously team Jess. Um, If you are team Logan, I worry about you. I want the best for you. And that is just the wrong, it's the wrong side of history. Listen, I can see how someone be team Dean a little bit because it's like more nostalgic because, you know, he was Rory's like first love and first boyfriend. And, you know, when you are team Logan, it's like you might as well be team Christopher as well, which is, again, disgusting. We are not team Logan and Chris. They are nightmares of human beings. And they're both like little rich boys. And we don't fuck with that. So, yeah, again, please watch Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I will be covering it on my Instagram when the new season premieres. I TBD. I don't know when that is, but it is on Amazon. If you do not watch it, please watch it. I know you're probably sick of me talking about this, but I have to do a little baby benefit update. Okay, baby was the wrong word to use because that sounds like she's having a baby with him, uh, with Ben Affleck. She's not. I just have to cover this because this is super important to me. Benefer is honestly like one of the four pillars that I was like raised on. I've talked about this before. Like I have like my mom, my dad my cat Barb, and then I have Benefer. Like those are like the four constants in my life. And every single week they are delivering old school celebrity sightings. They are giving us drama. They are giving us nostalgia. Also, five days ago, a photo has surfaced of Ben in a plaid, really ugly, really ugly flannel. It's like red and blue checkers. Uh, flannel shirt. My friend Dylan Hafer of Betches posted a side-by-side and Jennifer Lopez is in the exact same fucking shirt. I mean, just, we got to take a moment. 
because that is like the that's some old school like early 2000s like celebrity shit that I just live for and he's so good at this but then but then it gets better okay Dave Quinn was on my podcast a couple weeks ago. Amazing. Love him so much. He is like, again, really big into Benefer too. Or maybe he's not, but he knows I am. So he texted me a photo of Ben and Anna DeArmas. So last year during quarantine, they were seen walking their dogs every single day together. It was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. It was like the walking dead. There was literally no sexual chemistry. Nothing was happening. Every single day they looked so depressed and like they were just walking their dogs, not like Camila Cabello and Sean Mendez did. Like, I'm glad that they stopped doing the pap walks, but Ben and Anna were doing this. And there's also a photo of Ben in like this green shirt. And then like side by side, Anna's in the green shirt. And I'm like, is that his thing? Is that Ben's thing? Like, I mean, he can swaddle me up in a dirty flannel. I don't give a shit. I'll wear a flannel. If Ben wanted me to wear a matching flannel with him, like, absolutely, I will. I will do whatever you want. We can do mommy and me. We can do whatever. I am so down. And then another thing is Ben and Anna also had, like, you remember when you were in elementary school and you had a best friend who probably turned out to be, like, super toxic? Like, when you got older in, like, middle school, they turned into, like, such a bitch. That could just be me and, like, my own personal experience um, living out that, like, little you know, moment, but you had like a BFF necklace and it was like the heart and like, you know, it, when you put it together, it's a full heart and then separate. So it's like, you're always together. Okay. Anna and Ben also had these with each other. And what made me laugh is so I posted the side-by-side of them with the necklaces on and obviously Ben's was like flipped around the wrong way. (laughs) But people were like, why do they have both sides of the same heart? I'm like, well, I mean, he, they, they don't. It's just Ben's was like turned around. I don't know. That made me laugh. And then just recently, I believe Monday, let me double check. Monday, yes. You guys, we finally got one. A kissing photo. We got a fucking Benefer makeout sesh. Perfectly. I don't want to use the word staged because I you know what? Fuck it. I don't even care if this is stage. It's giving me everything that my broken heart needs right now. It is like literally them perfectly placed between like a shrub and then a patio umbrella. And they are just like perfectly like right in the middle. So the paparazzi like took this photo, right? And it almost is like they wanted it to look like, oh, you caught us. But like if Jen just moved like a foot to the right, she would be behind a bush. Or if he moved like four inches to the left, he would be behind an umbrella. Like they knew what they were doing. And this is why they are a fucking power couple and always have been. And that is why I literally think about her and that green, I believe it was a Valentino dress. I think at the Oscars, see, like my facts are always a little wishy-washy. I will never not think about that. Like they are old school like glam and like sex and making out in public behind a shrub and an umbrella. And then someone got a video of it. So there was not only a photo of them making out. Also, we had to talk about her jawline because someone also did a side-by-side of them making out prior, like when they dated back in like 2000, what was it? Three and her now. And she's got the same jaw. And I just think that that's really impressive because I don't have the same jaw I had before March of 2020. Like, 
I am no longer that person anymore. I don't have a jawline. I'm literally just like one big thumb. But Jennifer's keeping it up and I really respect that. So anyways, this video came out of them making out, you know, outside. And I believe her son was there. There's a moment like where he's like showing them something on his phone. And like if you zoom in on Ben, like if you take a screenshot of it and then you zoom in on his face, he looks so fucking over it. He's like, get out of my face. I'm trying to make out with your hot mom. And it's just chef's kiss. It's so good. I I can't get enough. And they they deliver every week. That's what I love about them is like they are working fucking overtime. Their PR team, I don't know who they are, but they deserve raises. They deserve all of the awards. Like, I mean, does it get any better? And then there's also another photo where Jennifer is like holding his face really tenderly. And you're just like, wait, this is beautiful. I am here for it. And they seem really happy. But then Okay, so obviously Jennifer was engaged to A-Rod recently. Such a fucking loser that man is. He was seen like leaving Katie Holmes' apartment. Now, Katie Holmes was married to Tom Cruise and thank God she escaped. She escaped with Siri, who's like a teenager now and that is so fucking weird to me because she was like one of the first celebrity children that I like vividly remember was being born. It's like her, Coco Arquette, and Apple. Like, those were, like, the kids that I remember growing up. And then Shiloh came, like, a little bit later, I think. Shiloh, Julie Pitt. So I'm just saying, like, Jennifer Garner needs to be seen with Jamie Foxx. And that would, like, really create this, like, messy trifecta that we have going on. Because Katie was dating Jamie Foxx for a while. And I know that they dated secretly. Because according to the tabloids or whatever, the streets... Katie and her divorce with Tom wasn't allowed to date for five years publicly after her divorce with Tom. And literally to the day of her finalizing her divorce of five years, she was seen publicly with Jamie Foxx. And I just fucking loved that for her. I was like, yes, bitch. Like you are seen on the beach with the Jamie Foxx, like to the minute that she could go public with it. And I just thought that that was so fucking iconic. So I would just love to see Jennifer Garner like, maybe like blow Jamie Foxx or something like it would just it would like blow my fucking mind truly I just I love this like messy like drama between like the 40 and 50 year olds like it just it feels so rich you know it's not like messy youtuber drama which is like very lowbrow but I'm also very into that this feels like very um what's the word I'm looking for it just feels very like I don't know. I feel like using the word good, it like doesn't describe it, but it just feels good. Like I can sink my teeth into this shit and it, I could go on and on and on about it forever. But it was like this generation of actors and actresses were like my parents, like Al Pacino, I feel like, if that makes sense. But like Al Pacino, I don't think did rom-coms. I'm really into the rom-com people. That is my benefit update of this week. I'm so excited to see what comes within the next week because like I said, their PR team knows what the fuck they're doing. Now, I want to take a quick trip into like the Bravo universe. Heather motherfucking DeBro is back, baby. Okay, she is back. I don't want to say that I manifested this, but I also feel like I manifested this because when I was on Watch What Happens Live, Andy asked me, it was so, I was on with Sasha of uh, the Bravo Breakdown, Danny Pellegrino, obviously Danny Pellegrino, and Evan Ross Katz. And we were all asked like what housewives we would want to bring back. And Danny said Dorinda, Sasha said 
uh, Sheree, and Evan said Alex McCord. And then I said Heather Dubro should come back. And Andy kind of like, I mean, obviously I'm reading into this because I feel solely responsible for this. But Andy was like, okay. And like, he didn't really say anything, but I feel like that was like a good tell of like, yeah, like we can't really discuss this like any further because on her podcast last night that she launched at midnight with Andy Cohen, it says uh, that she was in talks to come back to the show back in December. They were kind of like going back and forth and like my Watch What Happens Live interview was in January. But all I'm saying, oh, and then my iconic historical feud with Kelly Dodd also happened in January. January was like a very wild month for me. It was um, a lot of highs and lows. <laughs> Anyways, this whole year honestly has been more highs than lows, but for me, and we'll get to that later. Um, yeah, so Heather Dubrow is back. Kelly Dodd is gone, allegedly fired. I don't know if she left the show, if she was fired, but all I know is she's not coming back. Bronwyn's not coming back and Elizabeth is not coming back, which I didn't really watch last season. I like watched the reunion, but I was like, I can't fucking sit here and watch the Real Houses of Orange County deal with COVID and Black Lives Matter. Like these are not the women I want to be watching doing this. Like, no, no, no. They're very problematic in many ways. And especially because Kelly had a lot of really disgusting comments about COVID and how God is like thinning the herd. Like this is God's way of thinning the herd is something she literally said. And then she called Andy at the reunion anti-American. No wonder you're fucking fired, you loser. Anyways, Heather Debro is back. I'm so excited. She, I think, is really going to elevate the show. I can't wait to see her portico share. I can't wait to see her wrapping paper room, her laundry room. If you guys have not watched her YouTube of like her house tour, I swear to God, there's like 420 episodes of this because her house is so fucking big. I also, so there's a lot of talk on Twitter of, People are excited to see Heather having to interact with Gina Casita. Um, that's what I call her. Her last name is really long and I don't know how to pronounce it, so I won't. But I'm more excited to see Heather interact with Shannon because they, I think, are the kinds of people for the show that like they only really got along because of Tamra and they felt like they had like a strong alliance against Vicky after the whole cancer scandal with Brooks. But I don't think they really ever vibed. Um, I also feel like they might be a little too similar. But Shannon has changed a lot since Heather's been off the show. Shannon, to me, has kind of turned into, like, a character of herself. Like, I don't love it. I really hope, like, maybe Heather can talk to her and be like, bitch, what the fuck are you doing, like, with your life? You are a complete train wreck. Get it together. Uh, So I'm really excited for that because I don't think they'll be close. I think there'll be, like, good tension there. Also, I mean, I obviously am excited for her to meet Gina. For some reason, I think she'll enjoy Gina because I don't think Gina is like a bad housewife, actually. That is a controversial opinion. Do I love the fact that she's in a townhome with six kids and her new boyfriend? Like, no. Like, is it a little too close to reality for me? Absolutely. I mean, I don't have six kids. I'm not in a townhome. But I mean, like, I don't like watching housewives like struggle financially basically it like gives me a lot of anxiety I like them rich but I get it we have we have to do what we have to do so I I am excited to see that and then there's rumors I want to make this very clear that these are rumors that Bronwyn's close friend Noella she I believe was tested to be a housewife last season on Orange County but I heard through you know the 
I don't want to say the word rumor mill, but through the rumor mill that she is going to be the new housewife along with, I believe, like a plastic surgeon, Dr. Jen Armstrong. So I don't know their relationships with the other women. I don't know if they have a natural relationship with, I think they're friends with each other, but I don't know how they fit in with like Shannon, Gina, or Heather. Also, I'm really, really excited to see like what friends Heather brings on, um, if any. And I'm just excited to like touch base with the DeBros. Like I'm really, really cannot wait to see Terry again. I am like a big Terry DeBro fan. I think he's a great husband. I think he's a great dad in the sense that like he loves his kids. I think he's funny. He like, you know, he's the best dad and that he can be. I, you know, I don't want to say how present I think he is because I think he's a very busy person, but that's beside the point. I also just really loved watching Heather and Terry interact with each other. I think that they had a really good fun relationship and I really liked that she was able to be like, tell him how she felt about things. And he really seemed to listen and care. And yeah, he said inappropriate things sometimes. Remember the onion ring fight? I loved that fight so much. I think that was like season eight or nine when she was having a hoedown and he really wanted onion rings. And it was like, it was like this big thing. And I just really enjoyed that because it was like so passive aggressive. And she ultimately ended up winning that fight because it's Heather. Onion rings would be so good with this. We're not having onion rings. So I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see her kids because now her kids are like basically grown up. The twins are, I think, like eight, 17 or 18. Coco, I think she's 11 now. And like when we first met Coco, she was like two or three and she was a terrible child. She was like constantly crying in the temple like she was like hated the bows and every I don't know I just can't wait to see them um I miss them so much and I'm so happy that they're coming back if you follow my Twitter or my Instagram you know that I cannot get enough of the housewife and the hustler it is like I use this in quotes a documentary on on Erica Girardi and Tom that came out on Monday. So it's on Hulu. A lot of people have been asking where they can watch it. It's on Hulu. I I don't have cable, so I don't know if it's like you can watch it on like ABC On Demand. Like, I don't know how that works. But I am just obsessed with the fact that this felt like it was something from like Investigation Discovery, like with Keith Morrison. Like, that's how it felt. It felt very dramatic. Like, it was so good. And I mean, a lot of people are upset because – there was a lot of damning evidence against Erica and the fact that she knew that this was going on with Tom. Now, I don't think that she is like, you know, responsible for the crimes that he committed, but I do think on some level that she knew kind of what was going on. But it was an amazing documentary. I mean, they got interviews from like the victims of the plane crash. Uh, they got a an interview of like a victim's family and he burned like 90% of his body in like a fire And Tom like never gave him his settlement money. And it was, oh my God, it was just crazy. And then to know that Erica Jane was subpoenaed twice in May of 2020 and then September of 2020. And then they were obviously filming Housewives of Beverly Hills in October of 2020. And we're watching like all of this unfold. And one of the things that is being overlooked, I've seen like a couple things here and there about this, is that... Karma Chameleon was playing during it, and I believe that that is a Boy George song, 
which means that the Kemsleys, Dorit, and PK had – didn't they have to sign off on that, like, for the documentary to use that? I mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like that's also, like, kind of shady. Like, yeah, you can use this song of my client because I know that they're the manager of Boy George. And I think Boy George sometimes lives with them, too. Like, yeah, you can use his song in this documentary that, like, totally throws my friend under the bus. Like, sure, like, let's go for it. The documentary also just makes me mad because according to Dana Pam, 25,000 Sunglass Girl, who for some reason was interviewed and narrating Erica Jane's life, which I could not get over. Like, having Dana Pam sit there and be like, Erica was raised in Georgia and her mom was a – I don't even know what she's, I don't know what her mom was. I'll say like a waitress. Like it, it was just like, oh, Jesus Christ. And then, you know, Danielle is, um, Danielle Staub was on it. She actually opened the documentary. <sighs> good, good God. And then she was like, yeah, we worked at the same strip club together. So apparently they both worked at Shakers, but at a different time. Lord, it was just, it was just, it was insane. The whole documentary was absolutely insane. And I just I'm angry at the fact that these rumors, I guess, have been going around Beverly Hills for a long time now and no one has ever talked about it. Not like never once has anyone on the show brought this up about Erica. And I know so in the documentary, they played a clip of Andy Cohen and Watch What Happens Live asking Erica about this, I think like in 20. 18 or 2019. Vegan in Minnesota said, ask Erica if she feels the need to cut back on her glam squad since her husband is being sued for a huge amount of money. And she was like, it's a lawsuit. We can't talk about it. Uh, yeah, it's uh, a lawsuit and you can't comment on it. But that's it. And Heather McDonald was on it and she kind of said it perfectly. She said, you know, when Erica would just brush things off like, oh, it's a lawsuit. We can't talk about it. Like, that was it. We didn't really think of going any deeper into it because we're like, okay, so many people get involved in lawsuits on these shows. Like how true are they? Because I know Mauricio has been in lawsuits before regarding, you know, his real estate. And then I know Dorit and PK have their issues. So maybe Kyle and Dorit don't want to bring this stuff up with Erica because then it will bring up their own financial situations. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but that's just kind of what I'm thinking. Now, the fact Rinna made us sit through an entire fucking season of Denise and, you know, Brandy and whether they, like, went downtown Julie Brown on each other. While all of this is going on, it's like, ugh, I'm exhausted by her. I really, I'm so done. Um, I think she's great for the show. Don't get it twisted. I think Lisa Rinna is a great housewife. Uh, I think she does what she needs to do. But I wish that there was a little bit more of holding Lisa Rinna accountable for her actions. And this brings me to Real Houses of Beverly Hills just in general of the season. Or just, you know, just no, take that away. In Just in general. Is Lisa Rinna is like the biggest deflector. And I find her obsession with Kim Richards and Denise Richards. Oh, that's weird that they have the same name. Wow, I never put that together. Like literally. Oh my God. <laughs> I've never thought about that. Okay. Um that like she's constantly talking about them it's like what is like get off their dick like why do you care what Kim is doing why do you hate her so much like the fact that she hates Kim Richards who like just brought her the fucking bunny back like I don't think it was that serious 
and is like this villainized, but you're literally best friends with someone whose husband and maybe you were involved in stealing money from widows and orphans. Like, what the fuck is that about? I I don't get it and I don't like it. And I think it's really weird. And I hope Garcelle does something. Now, I don't know if Garcelle will like be, you know, so upfront with Rinna or Erica about Erica's issues, but I I know we'll get a good confessional. Like I can just feel it in my bones that Erica, I mean, Garcelle will give us like a really, really good confessional about it and be, just be like, what the fuck? This bitch is lying. And I want no part of that. So I'm here. I'm here for Beverly Hills this season. Going to touch on New York really quick. Uh, there's really not much to say except for Dorinda should come back. That's all I'm going to say. Tuesday night's episode was so bleak. I was like, this is a chore to watch. And I am just so sad that I feel that way. I don't know how to fix it. I don't know really what to do. I'm just I'm just disappointed. But I am liking uh, this friendship between Ebony and Sonia. I think it's a really beautiful friendship. And I can't wait to see where that goes. So that's pretty much all I have to say about Roni. And for just like the sake of transparency and just being honest with everybody, I mean, not even, it's not even about honesty, what's going on in my life right now. So to cut this short here really quick, uh, I was broken up with on Sunday. So I've been reading all of your DMs. Uh, I've been trying to read every single one. I think it's so sweet that you guys are asking me how I'm doing and like you're just being so supportive and just so, so fucking nice. Like that's what I love about the Bravo community is I think like we can all just be such bitches sometimes and like we're all a little snarky and a little catty and like we love like to throw shade. But at the end of the day, I think most of us are good people and like have good hearts and like are actually like really sweet people. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it's just been nice to receive those messages. I just want to tell everybody like I'm okay. I had a moment like where I was sad and it's not even a feeling of sadness that I'm feeling right now in this moment. It's more of like just I'm just disappointed. Like I'm just disappointed that it didn't work out. I know that I'll be fine. I know that like I deserve better and it, for me, it's not even about that because he was like a great guy. It's just like shit happens. And then I keep thinking like, I've been through so much worse. Like I've been through some pretty shitty breakups and this was not that. It was like so mature and just like honestly sad because like he was like a friend, you know, like you, be, I don't know. Like I felt like we had like a good friendship like that, but yeah, shit just didn't work out. It's all good. I'm fine. I really appreciate everyone's messages and like you guys are so funny and I just, I really love you all so much. And I love this little like Bravo historians community. And speaking of Bravo historians community, I have to tell you guys what happened last night. So I went to dinner with my friend last night and I'm sitting there and all of a sudden this girl and her boyfriend were getting up to leave. And she like looks at me and she was like, oh my God, this is really embarrassing. She's like, but are you like, are you Bravo historian? And I was like, oh, Oh my God. I literally, I was so honored. I was like, yes, I fucking am. And she was like, oh my God. And her boyfriend was like, yeah, she's been talking about it for like half the dinner. Like she was like, I think that that's her. And I just like, I swear to God, that made my fucking day because to me, like a Bravo historian, like Bravo fan in the real, in real life in Detroit is like, 
I was so fucking excited. Her name was Trisha, I believe. Trish or Trisha. She was so nice. She had this beautiful dress on, I will say. It was like super pretty. I noticed it when I sat down. It was like this beautiful, colorful maxi dress. So sweet. That just made my life. Like it's the shit like that that just really like makes me so happy that I've created this Instagram and I have amazing followers and I just love every single one of you. Like I always say this, I love every single follower, even the LVP stands. Like I I even love you guys because sometimes I don't think you're entirely wrong in your love of LVP. She's not my favorite, but we can get into that another time. But yeah, so I just wanted to tell you guys that I'm okay and we will continue to have fun and post and uh, just like live our hot girl summer life, you know, and I might share some host stories coming up on the pod because Lord knows I'm going to have them. Thank you so much for listening this week and please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure to follow me on Instagram at Bravo Historian and Hot Off The Mess is a podcast by The Dip. That's D-I-P-P. And be sure to check out other podcasts from The Dip. That's including the Slut Pig podcast with Christian Gray Snow, the Daily Pop Culture podcast, Pop Chaser, and a TV history podcast, TV Watch Repeat. So see you next week. Here's to the great American settlers, the millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, hey, I'm no settler, I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Stay cool this summer with AC Pro and O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, get a $15 O'Reilly Auto Parts gift card after mail-in rebate with the purchase of select AC Pro ready-to-use refrigerant products that include a hose and gauge. Beat the heat before you hit the road with AC Pro at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.